0: Welcome back to Hopeful Harvest Acres. This is Abby. On today's episode, we are on our final week, week nine of our Legacy Study titled Success. If you would, grab your Bibles, a cup of coffee. Let's jump right in. Well, here we are on our final week of the Legacy Study. It has been a blessed nine weeks to be here with you all to go through this study by Worldview Academy and this week it's titled Success. I hope that if you are new listening here that you would go back through the last eight weeks because we have just really dove in to some wonderful biblical principles about being disciples of Jesus Christ and making disciples of Jesus. Jesus Christ, and I am so thankful for the individuals who have put this simple and yet such such a profound study together, and I hope that you have found this to be a blessing to you in your life as well. Now, if you've been following along, welcome to the last week. We are going to go through what it looks like to be successful in our venture of going out and sowing seeds for the lord now we need to remember that seeking to leave a legacy for jesus christ is not something that we have the luxury of pursuing this is a calling that's placed upon us and for yourself and for every follower of christ this is true we're not going to be perfect we won't even be enough in and of ourselves to be successful in making disciples, we must be actively relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us, to direct us, and to give us the wisdom that's necessary to represent Christ well in a world that is watching. Now, how is success defined throughout the Bible? I think this is such an important question for us to start with, Because success throughout the Bible is not going to be defined as success as we see it here from a humanly perspective. If you are on a mission to get fit, your success is going to be based perhaps on the number on the scale or on the amount of weight that you can physically lift or the miles that you can run without stopping but success is defined differently throughout the bible success must be based upon our faithfulness to the calling placed upon us and not on our results that we see in acts chapter 16 we see paul and timothy we also see Silas, who was a traveling companion of Paul. And there would be times that they would be heading to go into a certain city, but the spirit would stop them and would refrain from letting them enter in that specific place that perhaps they had on their mind that they wanted to travel to, that they wanted to go to. We must remember that the spirit is the one directing and not you we make plans but the Lord will ultimately direct our path so oftentimes the plan you have in your mind will not be the plan that God has he will open doors and he will shut doors so as followers of Christ we must be consciously aware of this always and then we must not resist the spirit whenever the door is closed, or whenever he sends us into a different direction. We very well may see the Lord work in a magnificent way, if we're willing to go in the steps that he's sending us. The parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13 gives us encouragement as sowers And it also is a reminder to us that we're not to be inspectors of the seed that we sowed. I talked about this in a prior episode, that when we think about farming from a standpoint, a human standpoint, farmers are intentional. But remember here, as the sower, it's not our job to sit and wait to see that seed to sprout. It's also not our job to sit and be a scarecrow and just to make sure to guard the seed from birds that may come up and eat it. No, our job is simply to go out and sow seeds. We cannot think about this parable from a human perspective. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, this provides us with encouragement as we go out and we sow the seed. It says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due seasons we will reap, if we don't give up. Remember, our success is based upon our faithfulness. So if we don't give up, in due time we will reap a harvest. Why is our understanding of what makes you successful so important? Well, I think that we need to retrain our minds. We need to think correctly about success. Because remember, success isn't measured by the outcomes that we experience as a result to the service and our work. We simply must measure success by being faithful to the calling placed on you. A time in my life that I may have felt the most successful in proclaiming the gospel has been whenever there have been specific individuals who I have witnessed to over a period of several months, several years, and I didn't put much emphasis on observing to see if anything was coming about of the words that I was speaking, the time that I was investing. I was simply just doing what the Lord had called me to do. A person that was set in my path that I had the opportunity to speak with, I did just that. And there eventually came a point with this specific individual where she began asking deeper questions. She started to regularly attend church. She had an interest in surrounding herself with Christ-minded individuals, people who were wanting to read their Bibles and were wanting to actively take steps in their faith. She moved forward in her call to be baptized. Despite any preassumptions that she may have had about baptism, she chose to look at the Word of God and see what it says about what it means to truly be baptized with Christ, and she responded. And so, If there was a time that I felt most successful, I use the word felt very loosely, but it would be whenever I wasn't hyper-focused on the outcome. I was simply just doing what I was supposed to do, and now I can really look back and reflect on that. I can remember that this wasn't of me, and I can take no glory for it because it was of God. Now there may be times that you may have not felt successful at all in your efforts to proclaim the gospel or to make disciples. And you can look back and see that you were faithful even though the results were not what you had hoped for. And I'll share something with you, a time where I did not feel successful. There's been many times in my life that I have not felt successful, probably due to the fact that I was trying to measure my success based on the work of my effort. And yet that was the wrong mindset. But I recall being asked to go to a local church and to speak at a women's gathering they wanted me to share my testimony as far as what it looked like for me to realize that i was broken and that i was in need of a, of a savior and what god had done in my life after i embraced the free gift of salvation through Jesus' death on the cross and how God was now leading me and directing me with the steps that he was having me take. And after I finished that evening, you could have just heard a pin drop on the floor of that church. And so many thoughts were circulating through my mind. I was thinking maybe I shouldn't have shared some of the things that I did. It's hard to put into words what I was thinking. And yet to be honest and open with you right now, I think a lot of what I was thinking is that I was attempting to measure my success of speaking that evening on a response, a response from the audience. And when I didn't get a response that in my human mind, again, we can make standards We have expectations, and when those expectations are not met from our humanly perspective, well, then we can leave very disappointed, and yet that mindset is wrong. It's very wrong, and it's taken several months, even a year, to really realize that as a Christ follower as we go out and do that which the Lord has called us to do whatever it may be where you are sharing his word and what he's done in your life what he's currently doing or what he's put on your heart just in general to speak about it's not about you it's about God and what he has done in and through you and so as Christ's followers to be successful in doing the Lord's work, we have to retrain our minds. It's so important. I believe that we are so conditioned to attach outcomes to our definition of success because this is something that is ingrained into the human mind. And so in order for us to truly believe that our success is based on our faithfulness and not on the outcome, we have to be in the habit of replacing lies with truth. We must do this. I also think that it's important for us to revisit the words of Romans chapter 5, realizing that, again, we did not save ourselves and we are not in the business of saving others we're called to sow we're called to water but it is god and god alone who will allow the growth and i believe reminding ourselves that success is based on our faithfulness and not the results that this needs to be permanently ingrained into our memory and so we can continuously revisit it until it just becomes part of who we are. And that way we're not living as the world does wanting to base our success on the outcome. I am just making the assumption that a lot of you who are listening in that you may be young mothers or fathers or maybe you've already raised your kids and now you're a grandparent and you're watching your children raise their kids, or maybe you are in the early stages of marriage and you are taking steps with becoming a mom and dad. I think that you all need to hear this little story that is written here for us. The gentleman who wrote this book talks about how he and his wife were wanting to be intentional about cultivating in their children a desire to serve the Lord and to know him in a deeper and more intimate way. And so one of the ways that they wanted to accomplish this was by reading the Bible to their children every night. So they would gather together, and then they'd ask the children if they remembered what they had read the night before. And he says that almost always the kids would say, I don't remember. And he would attempt to give them hints and even read a passage or two. But only every once in a while would they actually be able to tell you what they had read. And he openly admits that as a dad he was getting very frustrated. And he felt like he was wasting his time reading the Bible to his kids. And he felt like they were unsuccessful in their attempts to train their kids i can relate wholeheartedly with this gentleman and again we can become so frustrated with our attempts to plant the seeds and we're sitting waiting to observe we're seeking to be an inspector rather than a sower that's when we can walk away very disappointed when my children don't measure up to my expectations that I've set from for them I can just get easily annoyed and just become bitter and this is wrong because the heart behind it is wrong and I think that that has a lot to do with our expectations that we're setting for our children and really this can apply to all circumstances in life, maybe you're setting unrealistic expectations for your husband or your wife. Maybe you have unrealistic expectations for people at your workplace, even people that are in your small group, or people that are within the walls of the church and you're thinking that they should behaving, be behaving in a certain manner, your expectations are wrong and you can walk away feeling unsuccessful. He goes on to say that there was a day that it was just a hard day and he decided he wasn't going to read the Bible to the kids that night because, well, what he was doing wasn't making a difference anyways. And then as the kids were getting ready to do their bedtime routines, the older ones went and got themselves ready and asked if they were going to read the Bible that night. And it was then that he realized that the success was not measured on the results, but the success was measured on his faithfulness. His children saw his faithfulness in reading the Word of God because that was what the Lord had called him to do. Were the seeds that we had been planting in their lives beginning to sprout? Or was my daughter simply looking for an excuse to delay her bedtime? That's what he says here. These questions lead us to further examine what it means to be successful as we pursue the Lord and pursue leaving a legacy for Jesus Christ through discipleship. As I read that there where he says, Were the seeds that we had been planting beginning to sprout? Or was my daughter looking for an excuse to delay her bedtime? Again, If we get too caught up in the inspection, rather than just sewing, we can quickly be led astray. And we will fail to do the work that the Lord has called us to do, which is to be faithful. So what is the next step for you as you seek to build the kingdom of the Lord by making disciples of Jesus Christ? That's my question for you as we end this nine-week study that we've done together. Maybe you need to go back and revisit the prayer episode when we talked about what does it mean to be a follower of Christ versus an intentional disciple. Maybe you need to revisit what it actually looks like to be a disciple and that you need to be under the direction of someone who has faithfully been walking with the Lord for some time before you can go out and intentionally be making disciples for Jesus. Because remember, this is the Great Commission. This is what our goal as Christ followers is. But we cannot, and we should not, believe that we can go out and make more fully devoted followers of Jesus if we ourselves do not understand what must take place in our own hearts, in our own minds first. We must always be addressing the intentions of our hearts so that we can point people to the direction that they need to be going. And so, our walks with God, they're going to be based on our individual walks. But that is not all that they're based on. They're also based on the body of Christ. They're based on doing life together with the body of Christ as we go about the Great Commission. So yes, there is an individual responsibility. We are all, as individuals, called to repent and believe that the Lord Jesus came and died for us. But then as we embrace that and we allow the word to penetrate our hearts and minds and we put off the old and we put on the new and we're taking steps in faith with the spirit directing us we should be doing life with the fellow believers we should be showing love to them sharing the things that we have been given giving up our time so that the kingdom can continue to grow. The next step that the Lord has called me to do was to be intentional with participating in a small group with our church that we attend. And this was something that I should have done long ago, and yet the Lord knew that I wouldn't, and he was very patient with me, but now I see that I am to be faithful with weekly showing up and engaging in conversation with the people that the Lord has placed in this small group as we go to each other's homes and we do life together. I see that this was what was next. And we all have a next step to be taking. Our pastors are really good about making that known each week during the service. It doesn't matter if you are brand new in your walk with the Lord. You have a next step to take. And it doesn't matter if you've been walking with the Lord for decades you have a next step to take. And so my hope for each of you as we finish our time together this week is that you would prayerfully consider what is next for you. I hope that each of these weeks that your mind has been opened to the word of God and that what we have discussed will lead to action in your life. That is my greatest hope for each of you. Well, that is a wrap with our Legacy Study. Thank you, every one of you, for taking the time to come and listen in each week. I hope that you will each be taking steps in your faith with the Lord comes, but it's based on your faithfulness to do whatever the Lord has called you to do. Until next time, may you have a blessed week.